Welcome, everybody. It's your host, Rick, and this is Get Unstuck, Live Happy and Free, a podcast that I hope uh, will definitely help you out in life with some of the crap that we all got to go through. Um, please uh, do check out the show notes. You'll see some uh, great resources there, links to our guests. And please uh, check out the donation links if you can, or buy me a gosh darn coffee if you like. I'm happy to take it um and really do appreciate it helps keep the show alive uh like i say you can link up with our guests as well there so if you hear somebody on the show that you're interested in what they do or want to read their books or whatever uh, you can see the links uh, for them in the show notes as well if they've got some um and yes and please check out uh, on redbubble.com you just go redbubble.com and do a search for studio 17 designs um, that's studio and then the number 17 designs with a letter Z. Uh, they've got uh, some great funny and inspirational like birthday and holiday, Halloween, Christmas and stuff for dancers, I think, and movie and TV business folks, but just for everybody. Um, so great inspirational uh, sayings and slogans and funny stuff that, you know, you can throw onto a T-shirt or a hat or a mug and put it at your desk at work when you're having a crappy day and lift your spirits up. Um, but uh, please support them as well. Hopefully it can help you get through some of the crappy stuff that we all go through. And uh, now we're just continuing on with part two of the last podcast. So check out part one of this. So you know where we left off and what the hell we're talking about. Enjoy. Oh, geez. I think I was. That's a great question. I don't really have the answer to, Rick, but I think it was 1415. Okay. So did you consciously say, well, I should, you know, shift my, you know, approach here. And, you know, I mean, this is a communication, you know, tip basically that that you're talking about right now. Um, Did you happen to hear that somewhere? Did you read that somewhere? Or you just were curious and started asking questions instead of, you know, making statements back and forth. And that seemed to help you understand. So you're like, Oh, well, that, that actually is interesting. Uh, That seems to work better. So, okay. I'll keep asking questions as opposed to back and forth with statements. I mean, how how did that tip come into play even for you as a 14 year old? Uh, Absolutely. And to your point, Rick, it definitely isn't as clean as the way I'm explaining it now, because obviously now I sound like an eloquent speaker, but I was 14, (laughs) 15. It it was more selfish. It was more, oh, when I ask a question, I get more of what I want. So let me Mm -hmm. ask more questions because this is working. So for for my mom, it was it wasn't really calmly asking the question. It used to be more like, well, mom, why do you believe this? Does it make any sense? This is how most of us communicate. But then when I was 14, 15, I matured a bit. A bit, not too much. Right. Uh, and, and, and I started asking, hey, why is that important to you? Why does that bother you that I go eat macaroni <laughs> at my friend's house? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not, I don't think there's anything wrong there in my head, but I heard her out. And that's when I realized that, you know, when, in her country, they don't really trust other ethnicities because of all the war and the poverty and all the crazy stuff that happened when she lived in Sri Lanka. So that makes a lot more sense. So now it's easier for me to go from her perspective and say, thank you for sharing that, mom. Right. But in Canada, that's not the case anymore. You're right. Everyone's great. So so it's a lot easier for me to have more informed conversations with her. 
So that's why we don't butt heads anymore, because I always take the onerous upon myself. And I encourage everyone who's listening to do that. Take the responsibility for the relationships you care about. Don't wait for the other person, whether you're married, whether you got kids, whether you're living with your family, whether you spend time with your family, which I encourage you to do as well, as take responsibility for understanding the other person first, if you want a better relationship with them. You don't have to do this with everybody because then it becomes exhausting, but do it for the people that you really care about or or have an affinity for. So for somebody like Rick, I'm going to take the time to really listen to his perspective because your emotional intelligence is very high. But I won't do that for most people who, who aren't taking the time to be that. So be selective of those people and build your comfort zone over time. And eventually you'll be able to listen to anyone's perspectives, any place, anytime. Yeah. So with that tip of, you know, listening to people, um, number one, asking questions as well. Um, obviously, both of those things can help you, um, you know, communicate your own feelings better or communicate them in a way that that you know may be more effective to the receiver i.e your mom right um when you're asking questions and now you understand something better you know of her reasoning um so now a a statement that you want to talk about you can you know pitch that in another way that uh, like i say might be more well received um by her so for people out there who you know are just you know downright um afraid you know, to, to speak up or afraid to communicate to somebody else what it is that they want, whether that's their boss, whether that's their partner, you know, friend, whatever, um, they, and they're stuck in a situation. Um, and they're just like, I don't want to do it. I hate talking, you know, to people. I, I avoid confrontation at all costs. You're a human being like all of us. I mean, who the hell wants to like fight people all day long? I mean, there are some (laughs) people who just, you know, I don't want to say, Uh, you know, are you a lover or are you a fighter? It's not that cut and dry, but there's certainly, you know, nobody wants to waste their life just being in conflict all the time, right? So a lot of people, they just avoid it. And unfortunately they say, well, I, you know, I'll live with it, you know, or it'll be that way. And their life just, you know, is like a wilted flower that is, you know, never getting any nourishment or sunshine or, or, or water splashed upon it for it to grow and, you know, sprout and be like a wonderful thing that it really can be at its full potential. So for those folks who are just scared to do it, you know, um, or, you know, they're willing to accept it because they have some obstacle in their way to communicate what uh what do you say to them about how maybe they could communicate what they really feel well first of all rick that was an amazing analogy that's very difficult to follow up on you just dropped (laughs) the mic there i was like wow (laughs) that was an amazing and 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 to to really emphasize the analogy you gave is the wilted flower right the one that's not getting the water it needs to grow Uh, That is really similar to the advice that I give, which is to understand, not understand, rather feel the pain of not having that difficult conversation. So let me let me give like a quick example. Let's say you want to start a business and your wife uh, doesn't want you to and you kind of just give up on it. You're not doing yourself any favors because you're going to hate your wife in 20, 30 years out of resentment. So you're not going to win. So so what I recommend people think about is to feel the pain of the future of not having that future conversation today. Like feel the pain of your future self 
for having not yeah. made the decision today. And that will really push you to make the decision, but to have the hard conversation. But the other piece as well, that's very important to emphasize is why can't we be both? Why can't we be lovers and fighters? I, you know, it's always, we have to pick, if you're Republican, you can't be Democrat. If you're Democrat, you can't yeah. be, if you're having burgers, you can't have salads. Whereas <laughs> for me, it's, it's a, right. It's for me, it's about saying, no, 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 we, we can have everything. Just do it in the way that you're comfortable with. If you're, if you're scared of, of dating people, start with somebody easy. Start with talking to friends. I, I think that analogy applies well in the context of hard conversations, which is don't have the conversation yet. Start with the easiest conversation. Start with the small stuff. My mom and I didn't you know, agree. Uh, we don't agree today. We still don't agree on religion. We still don't agree on who's it, which ethnicity I should be marrying in my life, which mm-hmm. I, I won't be getting married for a long time. But, you know, right. I'm just I'm just putting out, you know, there's some things that even the expert communicator hasn't figured out. Right. But there's a lot of things we can agree with, which is family is really important. So let's talk about that. Money is very important. Let's talk about that. How we manage our life together is important. How we talk about our hobbies, going to celebration, stuff like that. So I encourage people to do is make a list of five people and rank those people on the order of that person is the easiest to talk to. And do all of your hard conversations with the easiest person to talk to in your network. And it builds the muscle. Mm, I didn't go straight go. to my mom and say, hey, mom, let's have all these hard conversations. I right, wouldn't right. be able to, to approach those in a mature way. So I started with my best friends in school, had all the hard conversations, talked about all my trauma, all my life. And then I, I leveled up until I got to the, the final boss level, which is my mouth. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Wow, that, that's a great piece of advice. You know, uh, it's practicing, right? It's, uh, and it's taking one small step at a time, getting comfortable with it, like you say, building that muscle and, and going from there. That, that's such a great tip. Um, for people actually who want to, you know, learn more about what you do professionally, um, I know you've got some YouTube channels as well, right? Is there a, a, you know, a website that they can go to and therefore get to the rest of your stuff as well? Yeah, absolutely, Rick. So I'd say the two ways to get involved with these. Number one, the YouTube channel. Go check it out. It's just a bunch of free videos on how to communicate. That's master talk in one word. And if you want to get free coaching from me and attend one of my free trainings, you can just go to my LinkedIn page and you'll find a link to attend my free training. Okay, gotcha. And uh, do you want to give full spelling so people can find your LinkedIn yeah, you probably just put it in the show notes, but my, my name is spelled oh, Brendan. So that's B-R-E-N-D-E-N. And you'll you'll be able to find the LinkedIn page on my YouTube channel. Oh, okay, great. It'll be there. Um, now you mentioned, you know, you hit seminars and stuff like that too for, um, well, I, I don't know which ones, but Tony Robbins, uh, I don't know, you know, people can call him a self-help guru or can call him a whatever. Well, although he says, I'm not your guru, but um, <laughs> anyway, you know, it's, it's certainly about growth for sure. Um, personally, professionally, et cetera. Um, and uh, uh, have you attended a, a lot of those, uh, you know, kind, kind of seminars, you know, either self-help or growth or motivational things? Because I'm curious to ask you a couple questions about that. Oh, please do. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge seminar junkie. I've been to okay, great. 20 seminars in the last three months. So you yeah, absolutely love seminars. Wow. Yeah, I mean, isn't it amazing the amount of 
you know, free stuff, number one, that we can have access to online. Um, but just the, it's, it's, I know people are out there, you know, making money too. They got to earn a living. And, you know, some people are in it for that reason alone. Some people are in it because, you know, they have something that they feel so fortunate that they want to be able to share or give back to others and they could care less about the money, whatever. Um, but it's just fantastic that there is such a wide berth of opportunity, um, you know, starting in the online world, you know, that you can go down a certain path that really hits your pain point, right, and addresses that pain point in life, um, that then, you, you know, it can cross over from, okay, you know, I'm going to hit this person's seminar. Um, so for people out there who think, you know, I am alone. Nobody else understands this. Um, you know, nobody else is going through this except me. I, of course, would hate to tell you you're totally wrong because, you know, there <laughs> is somebody uh, who has suffered through that, who understands what I think all of us, you know, we have points in our life where we're, you know, if you're saying, oh, you don't understand mom, right? Or like, well, my friends don't understand why I'm doing this. Or like, well, nobody understands me. There, you know, out of the billions of people in the world, there's somebody out there who understands you. So if you're feeling like that, and you're feeling alone, um, I'm just pleading with you audience to just start researching it. You know, if you're hearing me, it means you've got access to the internet. So just start Googling sentences that, that you would say, things that are in your brain, things that come out of your mouth, right? And you're going to find an article that somebody else wrote that they said the same thing. And just do that because it's the first little step, right? That can be the potential to move you to the next step that you find somebody's website or you find Brendan's you know, advice online. And that ends up getting you face-to-face -face with somebody who can really help and make a difference. So please just don't think you're alone and that nobody understands you because I guarantee you there's people out there that do. Um, so on that note of, you know, seminars and stuff that, that you've been to, um, you know, uh, I always see a, and it's just, there's just a difference between kind of a mental approach to getting unstuck from bad situations. Um, and those might be, you know, things that like a Tony Robbins or a motivational speaker might talk about versus a spiritual way for people to get unstuck. And that might be some, you know, the, that your pastor is talking about, or, uh, you know, somebody online who's a speaker, um, you know, blanking on some of the radio show guys' names, but, you know, who, you know, who believe more in a faith-based approach. Um, and then, you know, there's the, you know, doing it yourself internally or doing it with whatever you find as your motivator, whether that's nature or whatever it might be. Um, so I'm just curious from, from your perspective, since you probably have touched upon all three of those and maybe even more, um, you know, when people are stuck in something, do you, do you recommend, you know, going to a certain tool in the toolbox first, um, and then to something else next and, you know, do those things, you know, spiritual, you know, internal or, uh, motivational, you know, do those things, uh, work together at all? Um, have you had that experience? Yeah, absolutely. Rick. And I love the breakdown that you gave there much better than I, I could ever give. So I love that breakdown, but what I would add to the conversation 
is out of all of the tools for me practically and what I've seen work for most human beings is entirely your, your inner circle, the people around you who are able to unstuck you. It's very hard to unstuck yourself without anyone else around you. It's oh, possible. Yeah. It's doable. And I'm not necessarily seeing, saying you, you need a therapist or a coach or something like that, but I would say at the very baseline, because most people are, are still working on that baseline, and so that will get you 80% of the result, is, is really asking yourself out of your network, if something bad happened to me, is there at least three to five people that I can call, right? And, and that's really part of the reason why I've had the success I've had is whenever something bad happened in my life, I would just call those three, five people, they'd fix me up and I'd be right back to normal mm -hmm. as if nothing happened. But the unfortunate reality is most people don't have those three to five people. And that's why on a side, I go to seminars. So I don't go to seminars to get motivated and stuff. I go to seminars because uh, the networking opportunities are incredible. Everyone in the room is focused on personal growth. Everyone in the room is like Rick, right? He wants to help other people is the best place to meet yeah. incredible people to add to your inner circle like let's like, just last oh, week true. when i was at a yeah exactly like just last week when i was at a tony robbins seminar yeah tony was great and everything i loved it learned a lot took a lot of notes but it was the two people i met at that seminar who helped me really understand what, what was the next step in my life and who supported me through those next steps even if they were strangers that are going to be lifelong friends i think that's the real magic of of going out there in meeting people because as human beings we're social animals we want to be around people and the people who say they don't are probably the loneliest of them all so i encourage all of you to really find that support group that's what will really make you invincible yeah and from that support group uh, obviously people you know some people in that support group they're gonna you know give suggestions of like well you know what worked for me was and they talk about a spiritual route that they went with a problem and somebody else, you know, in that inner circle may say, well, what really helped me was sit down and, you know, do a personal exploration and write down X, Y, and Z about myself and so on. And, you know, follow this little template and, Hey, I'll email it to you. These are great questions to sit down and write in your journal, right. Uh, to figure out who you are and, and where you want to go, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it, I, I couldn't agree with you more about building up that support group, um, that inner circle. Um, and I always like, you know, talking about having a, an emergency plan and you've got one already, you know, you've got those three to five people, right. That you call right away when the shit hits the fan and they fix you up, like you said, and you, you know, you're back at it. So having that, um, you know, that, basically the plan ready to go of what do I do when I get in a crappy situation or when I'm feeling like this. And maybe that plan starts at the very top, which is call these three people, you know, uh, and get some, you know, get some input, some feedback from them. Then number two, you know, you got to do this. Um, and that's going to be different for everybody. And you only learn that by experimentation, uh, by trying things, seeing what works for you. So I, I would highly suggest to anybody listening, just, you know, you don't have to be embarrassed. You don't have to be shy about it. You can do everything in your own damn, you know, home or apartment in, in total privacy. You may have never sat down and, 
meditated. You might not have done any yoga. You might not have listened to, you know, Buddhist, uh, you know, copper bowls, you know, being struck, you know, nice and melodically for an hour. You may not have done lots of things. You may not have read any scripture in the Bible, uh, like me, <laughs> uh, or you may not have read anything in the Quran. Um, pick up a translation of stuff, read things, uh, listen to things, watch things, sit there and do that bit of meditation, you know, put on your headphones and listen to these sounds, take that walk out into nature um, and, you know, feel things and smell things and just don't be shy to experiment with yourself. I mean, you've got this one shot at life, right? And if it sucks and if it's shitty and you're stuck in something, you know, the bad news is if you don't do anything, likely it's not going to change. Um, so you've got to take, you know, you got to love yourself enough um, to try different stuff, you know, and see what works for you. And then you can put those things into your emergency plan. So, you know, just as Brendan says, when you, you know, when you have that problem, he goes to those three to five people, that's top of his list, right? You make yourself your own list, right? That emergency list of what you do, because you've taken the time to take care of yourself, right? And see what has worked or affected you, at least in a positive way, even when you didn't have a bad situation. Um, but you practice it, you experiment it, you tried to find out, figure out what works for you. And now you've got a, a better chance when you really get into some deep crap that's bringing you a lot of pain. Um, I know we're getting close here to the end of this, uh, Brandon, but, you know, as a communicator, um, you know, telling it like it is obviously is, is so critical. Listening is, is so critical. Um, all the things that you've talked about are, you know, important for people to be doing. Um, for yourself personally, you know, I mean, we're all on a journey, you know, we're all growing all the time, hopefully in life. Um, what do you say to yourself um, that keeps you, you know, interested to keep moving forward, that keeps you motivated um, to figure out problems when they come up? Well, you know, some people say, well, I, I want to see you know, my kid's life get better. So I do, you know, I do things for that reason, or, um, you know, there's lots of different reasons of what keeps people going. Um, for you, I, I don't know what that is, but I would love to hear it, number one. And what's your advice for other people on how to find what that really is so that they can say, shit, yeah, that is, you know, what worth living for. That is, you know, what, the reason I should get up in the morning, et cetera. You know, how do they figure that out? And, and to your point, Rick, excellent question. You know, for all of us, that motivator is different. So if we take one extreme, it's it's God, right? Faith in God. So we see a lot of athletes, world champions, that when they win first place or they win uh, the Olympic Games or something, you ask them, how did they do it? They just said, all faith to God. Right? Yeah. That's the reason I was It's successful. always amazing to me when I hear that. I mean, it shouldn't be any surprise, you know what I mean? That, that, you know, people find something to believe in, whether that's a golden cow or whether that is you know, <laughs> Jesus on a cross, whatever it is, you know, it's like, if you fully believe in something, whether other people call it a fantasy or, or not, um, I mean, that is one hell of a motivator. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. No, you're fine. I, I completely agree. And I always love the color 
that you bring to the conversation. The other piece is, is a belief in yourself where you take somebody like Conor McGregor is one of the best UFC fighters of all time. He's a mixed martial artist. Yeah. So whenever he wins, he goes, this is all about me. I'm the best in the world that right. ever lived. That's why I don't uh, like him, but I still watch his fights, but I love to watch right. Khabib <laughs> beat his ass. <laughs> okay, go on. Right. Fair enough. Yeah, same. I'm, I'm definitely a big fan of the UFC. And the, and the other piece as well is people like Michael Jordan, right? Where he takes it to an even greater extreme, where he creates enemies. If For those of you who haven't seen The Last Dance on Netflix, it's an amazing documentary yeah, that details Michael Jordan's uh, work ethic and, and the Chicago Bulls run in, in the NBA. But the, the, whether you're a sports fan or not, I'm personally not of basketball. But what I like about Michael is he built enemies out of other people who weren't enemies just to crush them. So everyone's motivated by different things. So the advice I'm going to give here, Rick, is the same one that I give for morning routines. Because a lot of people ask me, well, Brendan, what's your morning routine? Do you wake up at 5 a.m. and do a jog and then yeah. uh, jump in an ice bath and then uh, drink a, a eggs out of uh, your, your carts and your fridge? I, like everyone's. I, yeah, I can only say I want Tony's ice bath. He does have that great square thing at his house that is cold and he just jumps right into. Um, and I want one of those damn things. Because <laughs> I mean, the physiological shock of it is fantastic. And then I've seen, you know, him do it. And when he pops up, you know, it's like man on fire, but, you know, with a low temperature. <laughs> <laughs> of course, absolutely. So, so to your point as well, you know, what I would say is just test everything. There's no right answer. Like I don't meditate. I woke up what 20 minutes before this podcast started. Like it's not, it doesn't really matter as long as we're productive, but I would say in the context of, you know, how we stay motivated for me, what's worked personally that you can try is really visualizing what that 10 year, five year vision looks like for you. And don't just write it down on a piece of paper, actually feel the event happening and really see where you are. Matthew McConaughey has a great Oscar speech when he won the Oscar. He talked about how he's always chasing his future self. So if he's 50, he's chasing his 60-year-old self. If he's 40, he's chasing his 50-year-old self. And it's that chase constantly, the chase for that person that is exciting for him and, and frankly for me. So I'd encourage people to do is, is write down what are your 10-year goals and picture yourself achieving them. So one of my goals as an example is to hit 100,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel, but it's not just a number on the screen. I also picture myself in a bow tie. I got a nice suit on. Right. I, I'm hosting this party and everyone's Make going crazy. Yes, Make it, it real. Get, get really excited because if you're not following your excitement, as Tim Ferriss says, it, it's a lot harder to live a fulfilled life. But it, that doesn't also mean that you need to be a Conor McGregor, that you need to be a, a big YouTuber. It just means that if it's starting a family, if it's spending more time with your kids, yeah. whatever that thing is, mm -hmm. as long as it's driving excitement in your life, I think you're on the right track. Wow. That's a, you know, that's a great thing. Driving excitement um, because so many people are, you know, the famous quote, uh, you know, so many men are just living a desperate life or most men live a quiet a life of quiet desperation, however that goes. Um, mm. Sadly is, you know, so true for a huge percentage of the world. And, you know, it's a sad statistic. Um, and this, you know, this is something that uh, we don't have time to talk about, but maybe, uh, you know, have you back on an another time is 
you know, the fact, I don't know what the percentages are, but, you know, it's something like, you know, 86% of the, you know, the working population in first world countries do not want to be working the job that they're working, you know, and the, and the ones with the highest satisfaction rates are what you might expect of teachers and, you know, police officers and, you know, fire, you know, firefighters and people being of service, you know, there you go, everybody, you ever think about that? I mean, if you're wondering if you should help other people or be of service, and does that make a difference or make you happier? Just think about the jobs in the world that actually are the most fulfilling and satisfying Two people um, are those type of jobs. I never even really thought about that until I just heard myself say it out loud. So, um, but, you know, there are, you know, there's the other 80, you know, 6% that is not happy um, and they're stuck in, in what they're doing. Um, and it, it is really sad, but I hope that this podcast today, um, you know, sparked some enthusiasm to go after what does excite you to experiment as Brendan said, and to figure out what does excite you, right? Do some of the things that, you know, he and I are both talking about um, and figure out what does excite you. Um, take a look at that long-term plan. It doesn't mean life is going to deliver it to you perfectly. It doesn't mean you have, you, you don't have to do anything in order to get there. Obviously life is fucking hard. You got to work really hard in order to get anything in it. Um, and even if you're super lucky, it doesn't mean you're going to be happy and fulfilled with, you know, winning the lottery, which many people are not ultimately. Um, so I, I just uh, think, you know, a good note on, on this podcast today is, uh, you know, invest some time in yourself, number one. Um, number two, you know, communication is huge. It's a, it's a key in everything, uh, whether it's amongst a family group, as Brendan was talking about, or whether it's with yourself or others that, you know, you're in any kind of relationship with that communication is key. So look it up, look up uh, Brendan's stuff, you know, as well, watch his videos and start figuring out, you know, am I communicating? Well, could I be doing it in a better way that, you know, better serves, you know, my ultimate goals. And hopefully it's, you know, uh, helping other people to not, you know, get ornery or pissed off when I'm just trying to have a damn conversation with them. Right. So you can certainly learn some communication skills that, that can help in that. So I hope, uh, you know, for listeners out there today, uh, it's been another beneficial show. It certainly has been for me. Uh, it's always great to hear people from all kinds of backgrounds and professions and experiences talk about what they've been through. And I just want to say a big thanks to Brendan for coming on today and sharing personal stories, professional stories, some, you know, real practical tips and advice on how to get yourself unstuck and live happy and free. So I hope everybody will uh, listen up and go out there and take the first step to take some action. And thank you so much, Brendan, for coming on today. And uh, I hope you have a great rest of the day. And uh, we will uh, heed your advice and go out there and try to find that excitement and live every day towards it. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Brendan, for coming on. And we'll talk to you all next time. All right. Thanks so much, Rick. All right. Take care, Brendan. Have a great day. And everybody out there, take care as well. We'll talk to you next. Thank you.